together. Keep your hands clapping. Keep clapping those hands. There you go. Come on, let's sing this together. Say, I've got a river. I've got a river of living water.
And if you go to the left, then we go to the left. And if you go to the right, then we go to the right. We're gonna jump, 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 jump in the river. Jump, 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 jump. Everybody, if you go to the left, then we'll go to the left. If you go to the right, then we'll go to the right. And jump, 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 jump in the river. Jump, 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 jump. If you go to the left, then we'll go to the left. If you go to the right. You ready to dance? We're gonna dance, 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 dance. Come on, we're gonna dance. Everybody, if you go, come on, I want to see everybody. We're gonna go to the right. We're gonna dance. You ready? We're gonna dance, 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 in the river, dance. Come on, just one more time. If you go, if you go to the left, then we go. Come on, everybody, go to the right. Go to. We're gonna shout, 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 in the river, shout, shout. Come on, just one more time. And if he goes to the left, then we go to the And if he goes to the right, you ready? One more time, shout. We're gonna shout, 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 shout in the river. Shout, shout, shout. Come on, deep cries out. You ready? Say deep cries out, deep cries out to, deep cries out to, deep cries out to. We cry out to, we cry out to you, Jesus. Come on, one more time, deep cries, deep cries out, deep cries out to. shout before the Lord this morning. We cry out to you, Jesus. We cry out to you, Lord. God, we bless your name this morning, God. God, we thank you for who you are, Jesus, that you come, that you come when we call upon your name, God. Jesus, we want to fall deeper in love with you, Jesus.
want you, Father. Glory to you, Jesus. We want to be in your presence, God. We want to be in your presence, Jesus. Set a fire down in my soul that I can't contain, that I can't control. I want more of you, God. I want more of you, God. Set a fire down in my soul that I can't contain, that I can't control.
him with all of your heart this morning. With all your soul, tell him, set a fire. Set a fire. look to the left or to the right, God. We want to look at you, Jesus. We want to be cross-eyed, God. The example we set before us is you, Jesus. God, for every discouraged heart, oh God, right now, God, we ask that you would bring encouragement and strength in the name of Jesus. Breathe life, oh God, where we feel that there's death. Bring, God, encouragement. Bring strength, oh God, oh, in the midst, oh God, even of trial and testing, Jesus. We will hold fast to you, Come on, if you determine in your heart that you're going to hold fast to him, just say, yes, Lord, yes, receive the word this morning. We receive it, God. Hallelujah.
for those who need it. Come on, if you're already free, just start to pray for those that need it today. The Bible says who the Son sets free is free indeed. We break the chains of alcoholism. Break the chains of pornography addiction. We break the chains of the lies of sexual identity, homosexuality, perversion. We break the chains of abuse. The chains of false religion and of witchcraft be broken in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Jesus sets you free. Come on, if you're still waiting, just get to these altars and say, Jesus, set me free, Lord. I want to be free. I want to be free. Sunsets free is free indeed. Who the sun sets free is free indeed. Who the sun sets free? Come on, see it out. Who the sun sets free is free indeed. Who the sun sets free is free indeed. Who the sun sets free is free I'm free, I'm free, I'm free. Who the sun sets free is free indeed. Who the sun sets free is free indeed. Who the sun sets free? I'm free. I'm free. Who the sun sets free? Come on. There is freedom in the name of Jesus. Every bondage be broken right now. Some of you should be up here, but you're not. You're not. Uh, you're thinking too much about others. That's why you won't get free. Be free. Be free. Be free. Be free, be free, be free, fuego, fire, 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 freedom, freedom, fuego de Dios, fuego, fire, who the sun says free is free indeed, who the sun says free as those of you who are getting prayed for, if you feel free, just begin to stand to your feet and shout it out. The sun sets free. Who the sun sets free? Who the sun sets free? Come on, just the voices in the drums. Who the sun sets free? Who the sun sets free? Who the sun sets free? I'm free. I'm free. Who the sun sets free? Whoa, sun sets free. 
Come on, on the count of three, we're going to shout. One, two, three, shout. Yes. We love you, Jesus. Yes, Lord. Oh, keep shouting. Keep shouting. Your victory is in your shout. Hallelujah! 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 Hallelujah. Oh. Glory! Glory! Glory. Oh. Hallelujah to the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords. His name is Yeshua. Yahweh saves. He is the way, the truth, and the life. Hallelujah! Glory! He was once dead, but now he's alive. And he saves and sets free all who call on his name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I know I've been set free. Would you just raise your hands and say, I know I've been set free. Thank you, Jesus. I know that I've been set free. I know, I know, I know. I thank you, Lord. Come on, worship leaders, thank him on the mics. I need some backup. Come on, somebody thank him. Come on, somebody thank him. I know that I've been set free. You don't know where I've been, what I come from, what he's done for me. I know that he's alive. I know that he's real. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Jesus, Jesus, he's a good God. He's a good God. He loves us. Would you hold the hand of the person standing next to you? Hallelujah. Let's just pray that what's going on in this room today will not stop in this room. But those who got to go back home to troubled situations, that the, the answer to the problem will meet them there. And his name is Jesus. That those might be having trouble on the job or finding a job. But Jesus will be the answer. Young people going to school. Jesus will meet you there. And God will change the community. 30 seconds. Pray for your neighbor as we pray for you, God. We thank you for every person here today. We thank you for bringing them to the house of God where there is freedom. And God, we ask you to bless your people. And to move in this service. We are so desperate for you, God. You are the only one that satisfies, Lord. And we not only pray for our freedom, but the freedom of a generation and of a nation, oh God. Save America, God. Bless this nation again. Change our schools, our neighborhoods. Let us remember what matters most in this world is you and the people you give us. God, we ask you to bless everybody here. Let them feel your power today as we feel it now, like electricity to our soul, your Holy Spirit flowing through us. And let your love that is deeper than any ocean, let it just cover all of our mistakes, all of our failures. Let your love and mercy come, Jesus. Oh, God, have mercy on your people. In the time of judgment, remember mercy, Jesus. We plead mercy over this nation. 
In Jesus' name, if you believe he's a good God, can you say amen and put your hands together? Come on. Woo, slap somebody high five and say, now this is church. Amen. Welcome. Give somebody a high five and a hug as you're making your way back to your seat. This is church, man. Metro, praise me, praise in his name. Come on. Come on. We love Jesus in Metro Praise. How many love Jesus here? Oh, man, God is so good. We're, we're going to do something, man, right now. We're going to honor our soldiers. It's Memorial Day weekend. So I'm going to ask that Nick Aldridge and my man right here, he's in his black ops outfit, Jason Kionis, and anybody else in the military, would you guys come to the front? David Montez in the back. Jonathan served in the Navy. Any other of our armed forces here today? Amen. We got some brothers in the back. Thank you, sir. Come on, if you served. Amen. Come on, Cesar. We need to thank them the right way. I want to make sure they're all here. Would you now stand to your feet and let's give our armed forces a big God bless you and a thank you today from Metro Praise. We want you to stay standing. In a few moments, we're going to give you a gift. But David, who's a part of our church, also one of our leaders, is a sergeant in the Army. You may be seated. He's going to share what it's like to be a military a person, to be a Christian. And I hope that we hear his heart today and we remember to pray for our soldiers that serve this country. Amen. Praise God. I just want to thank all those who serve and to continue to serve and who have served in the past that are not here with us today. And uh, freedom truly isn't free. I learned that when I joined, I was but 17 years old. And uh, I served in many different countries. I also served in Iraq. And one of the things that I realized is that, um, that we, we, we do pay our price to do these things. And coming back home, realizing that we live in a country where we're able to express our, our freedoms. And that's a big deal because I don't have to worry about getting my head chopped off and preaching the gospel here in America. Amen. You know, and in, in fighting for our freedoms, I, I just want to thank all those who continue to fight and people that I have known that have given their lives because I can take a part in that freedom and truly set people free by giving them the gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen. And uh, it's a shame that we live in a politically free society, yet we live in slavery and in bondage to our own sin. Amen. So if you see a soldier today and you want to thank them, the best thing you could do is tell them about Jesus Christ and how he can give them a whole new purpose in knowing him. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Uh, gentlemen, would you just turn and face me? I just want to encourage you as a pastor today. And good to see everybody here. The Bible says in Romans 13 about governing authorities the following. Everyone must submit himself to the governing authorities. There is no authority except that which God has established. The authorities that exist have been established by God. So we live in a country where God establishes authority. Amen. Now this was to the Roman government and how much more so if they were speaking to that wicked nation, to our nation, that was founded upon God and its principles. Said in verse 2, consequently, they exist to protect the innocent. He who rebels against the authority is rebelling against what God has instituted. And those who do so will bring judgment on themselves. So if these men told you to stop when they were at their outpost and you didn't stop, they would bring judgment on you. Amen? Well, that's what the Bible says. You don't have to shout me down, but that's what it says. 
Verse 3, for rulers have no terror for those who do what's right, but for those who do what's wrong. Do you want to be free from the fear of the one in authority? Then do what is right, and he will commend you. We have Ricky, one of Chicago's finest, works for Chicago PD. Can we give it up for him today? We have, do we have a police day? Are you supposed to be with them right here at the Memorial Day? Your little blue cap and badge. This is an awesome police officer here. I didn't used to like police officers. You know why? Because I was doing bad. The Bible says you don't like authority when you do bad, but if you do good, you really like them. When something goes wrong, you're the first one, you know, you call them. So the Bible talks about, let's keep going. It says, for he is God's servant, speaking about the military, to do good. But if you do wrong, be afraid, be very afraid. Can I get an oorah or whatever you guys did? To be afraid of these mighty men. For he does not bear the sword for nothing. Listen, it says, for he is God's servant, an agent of wrath to bring punishment on the wrongdoer. This is not about politics today. It's about serving God and believing in our country and praying for these men. And when they go out to battle, they are there to punish the wrongdoing. And they are to do what's right. And we need to pray for them. Amen. So I would ask you to stand to your feet if we could begin a time of prayer right now. Everyone, would you please? Some of you don't know, but I lost my nephew, my sister's son in Afghanistan. And I went to the funeral in a small town where he was from. And I watched the parade that they gave for him. Would blow your mind the honor they gave him. Horse-drawn carriage. This small town, it was like 4th of July. The men were out there with their flags, old veterans dressed up saluting. As he went by in a casket, they shot off the guns. And I began to think to myself, we have no idea the price that these men and women pay for our freedom. We have no idea. Until it touched me. And there was my nephew, Billy, laying in the casket, was with the Marines in Afghanistan. We need to pray for you guys more than we ought to, and we're sorry for that, but we're going to pick up the slack. And I know some of you are already out, but your friends are still there, and many of them are are going through some tough times. David raises them up to go back out as a sergeant. He does that training for them to go right into the battle. The men that he ministers to go directly right into the battle. We need to pray for them. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for those that are here, for the sacrifices and the things that they've done for our country, God. They are truly a band of brothers. And Lord, we pray for their friends that are out there. We pray for protection and for our our National Guard, our Army, our Marines, God, the Navy, the Air Force, the Coast Guard, God, all of them that are serving you on behalf of this nation, Father. And Lord, we pray like David prayed, that they will know you, that they'll come to experience salvation, God. And that, Lord, those who are coming back with this post-traumatic syndrome, that, God, you'll set them free. You'll give them peace from those horrible things they had to see and do out there, Lord. We bless them today. We ask for blessings on their families, blessings on what they do as civilians in their jobs and companies and education. Lord, we remember them today. And, Lord, we ask you as our founding fathers did. God bless America. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, amen. Can we clap one more time for them? Would you give them a gift too, please, church? Amen, gentlemen. We have a gift we want to give you. You may be seated in the house of God. Well, praise God. This is what we love to do. You may be seated. This is our Sunday service. Brother, will you turn up the lights a little bit? seems like the Sunday thunderstorm has got this place a little dark today. We want to make it lighten up. Today we have a wonderful guest with us, Chino. He's going to come and rap with us just a moment. Chino, let's get over Chino right there. Amen. 
This is our 11 o'clock service every Sunday. Come on out and join us. Uh, Wednesdays, we have encounter nights during the midweek, something special every week. And uh, this week for the encounter, we're doing a healing and miracle service. So we want you to come out and check us out. So does anybody need a miracle in their life? Do you know anybody that needs a miracle? Amen. Then we're going to ask you to come on back this Wednesday at 7 o'clock. We have miracle service. And then elevate. Elevate is running up with Adam yesterday or Friday. They had an awesome time. Packed the house out. People got saved. Adam, youth pastor. Let's give it up for Adam. Come on. Tell us about it, baby. Amen, man. It was just a wonderful time. I mean, the atmosphere, new visitors there. And at the end, we had a time of altar call where visitors come up. We had about 12 people giving their life. All new people coming back, even here today for the morning service. They're just excited for what God is doing. Amen. Let's give it up for the youth. Amen. We don't want to get tired of that. Amen. Well, we are a church that's doing a great thing. And this weekend, the special thing that we're doing is called SUM Expansion Days. And you see a booth down there by the elevator at the front entrance has a bunch of SUM information. What is SUM? It stands for the School of Urban Missions. It's an accredited Bible college. That means you get a bachelor's degree. You can receive FAFSA funding from the federal government, Pell Grants and loans. And we have a campus here. I'm also a professor at the school. And that's how Chino knows about us because we are in about 25 cities all using the internet and live webcasting to see God do a great thing and if anybody loves SUM can you all say amen amen Amen. so this is going to conclude our time of expanding and inviting people and today's message is going to even touch on that and we have a vision can everybody say vision amen look at your neighbor and say I love God and look at your other neighbor and say I love you now look at your other neighbor and say I love you more Amen. See, we just love people here. We love them all. We love you all the same. Red and yellow, black and white. They are all precious in his sight. If you need somebody to take you out to lunch, your neighbor's going to be more than willing to do that. Amen. We have a strategy. Everybody go, strategy. Thank you. How are we going to love God and love people? Well, the first thing we want to do is connect to the cross. Can everybody say connect? Thank you. By connecting to the cross, we want you to join a life group. Is anybody excited about life groups in the church? Woo! Come on. Amen. Life groups are a time for you to connect, plug into what God is doing. When you get to a life group, it's a home Bible study. You're going to see somebody opening up their life and sharing the Word of God with you. Youth, have them on Sundays and Saturdays. Adults, have them on Fridays and Sundays. And when you're there, a life group leader is going to help you go through this book right here. And this is to teach you seven steps to spiritual growth, how to pray, how to live for God, answer some of your questions. Now, we want to make sure that we don't allow any perfect people into church but sometimes our ushers they don't they don't you know they make a mistake and a perfect person gets let in so is there any perfect people here today okay so everybody can go through this look at your neighbor and say you can learn something amen we believe in a church to connect and then to mentor can y'all say mentor Amen. We believe in discipleship. Jesus didn't say come and make 12 church members, choir members, little cute Panay worship leaders. Isn't she so awesome? Can we give it up for Rachel Rivera? We thank God for a multicultural church. And this little Filipina, she can get down, man. She gets off the mic. I see her back there, and I'm like dancing with her. I'm like, come on, Jesus. We are a church that believes in mentorship because we're not just here to make choir members, worship members. We're here to make disciples. What language is discipulos? Spanish, discipulos. Does anybody know what language Matthias is? 
Greek. It is the Greek word for disciples. And you know what it means? Followers committed to a teaching. And the teaching and the teacher is Jesus Christ. And when you get past the 101, we have a 201 book that we train you up on how to be a spiritual leader, a warrior for Jesus Christ. If you want to do something great for God, can you say, Oorah. Amen. And then lastly, everybody go like this and go send. Okay, music in the background, please. Let's do the wave right here. Okay, it's going to start right here. Y'all going to do the wave. You've been to a sporting event. You know what to do. One, two, three. Wave. Back again, back again, back again. There it is. Yeah. Come on. Give Jesus a hand clap for the wave. We, all, we do type, all types of fun stuff in church. It's Sunday school for adults is what I call it. Here we go. We're going to send you out to change the world. We have after school programs. Adopt a block on the west side. We were in the west side yesterday giving out hunt dogs and, and free food, playing basketball, changing a community. How many love other people? Can you say amen? So we want to connect you up, mentor you, and send you out for the vision of 100,000 souls in Chicago with 50 churches and 500 around the world. If you believe we can do it, say let's do it. Come on, somebody, and that's what it's about. So get a part of those life groups and be radical, and you'll see what God will do. And I want you to see this is an opportunity for you to see something powerful in the weeks to come, starting here in the month of June. We're going to be going to the Boricua Fest, and I got a cute little video to play here for you. I'm not on. Can you turn it on for me? Thank you, my brother. Watch this video, please. Are you a world changer, history maker, and a roof breaker? Then if you are, then the Puerto Rican Festival Outreach is for you. Metro Praise does it annually. It's this June the 16th to the 18th. Meet us. Are you a world changer, history maker, and a roof breaker? Then if you are, then the Puerto Rican Festival Outreach is for you. Metro Praise does it annually. It's this June, the 16th to the 18th. Meet us at Metro Praise June 16th, Thursday at 4 p.m. And June 17th and 18th, Friday and Saturday at 10 a.m. It's going to be awesome. We're going to see this city rock for Jesus. Amen. How many want to see the Boricua Fest rocked for Jesus? Amen. You're like, that crazy gringo. Yes, I'm a crazy gringo. But I love Jesus. When I first came here, I said, man, where's everybody at? See, I lived in New Orleans, planted a church out there first. And I said, where's everybody at? I'm used to Bourbon Street, Mardi Gras. I've been to over 12. And they said, oh, man, they're at the Puerto Rican Fest. And I said, man, you all ready to come? Let's go out. They said, what are you going to do out there? I said, I want to preach. They said, well, we're not coming with you. My wife and I, literally, my wife and I stood out in Humble Park by ourselves the very first time six years ago, and we just started asking people about Jesus, if we could talk to them. One man from the homosexual background, he was very close to accepting Jesus, but I remember him close, uh, very well because we went out for coffee, but we preached everywhere we went. We've been doing it five years now. We bring out the whole entire band. We unclip the speakers. We take it all out on the street. We give free arroz con candules. We have face painting for the children. And this is the only thing that we're missing right now is you coming out there. Now, are you guys going to be scared like the last time, like I asked five, six years ago? Or are you guys a radical congregation? If you're a radical congregation wanting to change the world, starting at Humble Park, stand on your feet in pandemonium and shout hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. We want this city, Jesus. Every nation, tribe, and kindred. Stay on your feet, please. Here's how we're going to do it. Can you just turn back on those lights a little for me, mon frere? What we want to do here is June 16th. It's going to be a Thursday. Come at 4 o'clock. We're going to train you how to be evangelist for Jesus. We're going to teach you how to be radical for God if you don't know how to do it. We'll teach you just how to take a spoon into arroz con candules and put it in a cup, okay? Then if you, if you track with me, I only ask you guys to miss work a couple times in the year because I'm like, dude, we can't fix it to be any different. If you can get off Friday, it will change your life. If you can come early, because we're going to meet the crowds out there. See, if you get off work, that's cool, but you're going to go through a lot of traffic to get out there. If you come early with us, we get a spot. We bring out our tents. Pray, it says prayer on the front of them. It's so awesome. And then Saturday, the same thing at 10 o'clock. I'm going to pray for you right now, and I'm going to ask that God brings this whole crowd out there. Can you guys say amen? Amen. Father, I pray for Boricua Fest as we get ready in the next few weeks, God. I pray that in our sixth year, God, it will be our biggest year that the people will be blessed. There's more than just Puerto Ricans out there, God. Everybody comes out there. It's so much fun, the music, the food. But, Lord, we pray that the church gets out there and shows love. God, we need to do this, God. It's so important. Help us all to do it in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen, amen. So just stay standing. We're going to receive our tithe and offering here. We believe in a church that gives generously to the Lord. And that's why we do everything for free. Last uh, Saturday, yesterday, at uh, the Adopt-A-Block, everything was free. Can you all say F-R-E-E, free? Amen, everything's free. Guess what, Boricua Fest, free. You'll actually see, this will blow your mind. You know the guys selling the little Puerto Rican flags and the little, little buttons and all that? You'll see the vendors actually come to us because they say, man, I don't have a lot of money. This is what I got to do to pay bills. Can, can you all give me some rice? We're like, absolutely. Rice is on us today. Nothing blesses my heart. Security guards, the guys running the traffic. Hey, man, can I get a hot dog? Everything is free. But you know what? It costs us something. And we give it away in this church because the Bible says a tithe will break the love of money off of your life when you obey that. You can't love money keeping on to it. Are you listening? I mean, I mean, letting go of it. If you start letting go of money, you won't love it like you used to. So every time you get that check, you say, God, I'm going to give you 10%. That love of money begins to break off of your heart. The second thing it does is it begins to store treasures for you in heaven. You begin to see that your life matters more than just a car and a house. And then the third thing is, is that the Bible says he'll sow good seed back into your life. I'm not giving to get, but the Bible does say when I give, it is given back to me. Pressed down, shaken together, running over, so men given to my lap. Look at your neighbor and slap your neighbor's lap right now without being gross or disgusting. But just say, hey, it's coming there. It's coming to your lap. I, sh I think I shouldn't have said that one, but I'll, I'll check mark. Don't slap your neighbor's lap. There's like married couples like right now. You ain't letting that dude slap your lap, honey. It's getting on if he touches your lap. But the pastor said. Okay. Offering is what we give above that. We have, you want a little dun-dun-dun? Our goal is 500 churches around the world. You know how many we have right now? 124. 124 churches use our books that were once right up here. They're in their languages, and we're going there in June. Uh, 22 days, uh, excuse me, about 15 days we'll be there. We'll be in uh, northern uh, India, New Delhi. We have 30 churches there. Southern India, Vijayawada, and, uh, the state, Andhra Pradesh, 60 churches. And then we'll be flying to Nepal where we have 15 churches. Each one of those places that we'll be going to, they're bringing their friends. We probably will double by the time we leave there. 
When you give offering, you have a choice of building or missions. I ask you now to give to missions. We don't need a building fund. We're all good. That supplies the need. Amen. Father God, I thank you for all the givers here today. We're a blessed church to be a blessing, God. We don't want it just for us, God. We want it for the nations and for our children and our children's children. So, Lord, we pray for a blessing to come upon every person here. Lord, you said even in the times of famine, if we sow good seed, we'll reap a harvest. You did it for Joseph. You did it for Jacob. God, you'll do it for us. We pray for faithful givers, God, even in the time of crisis, that they'll always put you first and not steal from you, God, but they'll give to you. And I ask, Lord, as they do, you bless us. Cause us, God, to have an increase in our economy, new jobs and companies to start, Lord. Those with existing jobs to be blessed and prosper. Those in school, God, to get grants and loans to be educated. And, Lord, we pray for the foreign mission field. Those in India, Nepal, Pakistan, and Nigeria for the fire of God to come and make a way for all of their needs to be met in the 120 plus churches you've given us. Lord, do it as you said that you would. You said it's more blessed to give than to receive. And we believe that in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. Let's say what Paul said on the count of three. One, two, three. And my God will meet all your needs according to the riches of his glory in Christ Jesus. God bless you. Will you come as you give rejoicing? Thank you so much. Amen. Thank you for all that you do. We have drop boxes and online giving if you ever want to give at another time, so you can always do that. We have a special guest. He's been here for the SUM campus days, encouraging those who have the call of God in their life to be radical. The SUM Bible College has classes in 25 different cities. Miami is one of them. And all the Chicago Bulls fans said, we forgive you. Uh, you all don't forgive your enemies. Anyways, Chino, live from Miami, man. Come on, baby. Let's give it up. Thank you, dude. Appreciate you. What an entrance. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Metro Praise, what's going on, guys? Is everybody doing okay? Hey, look here, man. I'm from a church, man, where we yell back at the preacher. We yell back at the person on the microphone. They say the most dangerous thing in this world is a Pentecostal with a microphone. So I will throw it. Amen? How are we doing, Metro Praise? Okay, that's a little better. That's a little better. That's a little better. Man, I'm so excited to be here, man. Thank you to Pastor, man, Adam, for making it happen, man. Can, can y'all give a big, big round of applause, man, to my two good friends, Noah and Danny, that have been, like, the best people. That's not a big round of applause, y'all. Big round of applause. I'm going to make your hands hurt. Make your hand hurt. These people have been awesome. They've been awesome. They've let me stay in the house, man. I love you guys. You guys are tremendous and awesome. So, um, yeah, man, I'm excited to be here from Miami. Appreciate you, Pastor, for bringing that up. Wasn't going to bring it up. Promise myself. But um, just a little quick background on myself, man. Um, Pastor asked me to give my testimony. When I was eight years old, I joined my first gang. By the time I was 16, I had already been in jail nine different times. At the age of 16, I had unprotected sex with a woman who had HIV. So that means that in my body was supposed to be a disease that was going to kill me. 
But I want to tell you, man, the very God that you're coming in here, the very God that you're lifting your hands up to sing about, the very God that you're crying before, the very God that you're seeking after, he healed me from that disease. And I'm 30 years old right now. I don't have AIDS in my body. Neither does my wife. My kids don't have no AIDS. Amen. And neither do I. Amen. But listen, I didn't have church. I didn't have this local community. I thought that I could do it by myself. I thought that I can step away from church and I can do it on my own. And me and God had an understanding. I pray by myself. I read by myself. But that led me to being 19 years old and getting in jail four more different times and actually going to prison for five years because I thought I could do it on my own. And that's the reason I tell you, man, that as believers, we need each other. Amen. Listen, we need one-on-ones. We need two-on-ones. We need to grow in this thing because we just don't want to be regular people. I want to tell you, man, that the world is seeking for superheroes they watch thor they watch spider-man every movie that you think of is of these grandeur people these huge people with supernatural powers and it's because the world needs us to step up they're yearning for something and that something is lying inside of us amen so now what I do, man, is I do music, man. I do hip-hop, and I believe that this is my form of worship, amen, to God and everything that I do. And we know worship is not just singing a song. It's not just rapping. It's not just crying before God with your hands up. We know that before, it, it used to be through bloodshed, and you had to have a sacrifice. And yeah, Jesus was our sacrifice, but yet the Bible still tells us today that we still need bloodshed. And in Romans 12, 1, it says, I beseech you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, that you present yourself as living sacrifices, amen? Our lifestyle is our worship and we do it with music whatever we do it with we understand that this is our worship and this is the call that god has given us amen so that's what i do hip-hop and my name is actually an acronym it stands for christ-hearted evangelist not offering life i have cds in the back i want to tell you 100 of every cd ricky where you at ricky? ricky come up here every cd Every single city, 100% of every city, they're $10. So $10 of this money will go to feed hungry children. They're my hungry children, but they're still hungry children. So please go back there and support. Go buy you a CD. Turn to your neighbor, tell them, buy a CD. If they tell you I don't got no money, tell them I'll buy one for you. Come on, come on. You can't lie in church. If you said it, you have to buy it because you'll get leprosy. Something will happen, amen? So what I'm going to do is my good friend Ricky... I'm going to have him. I'm going to give you a CD, and you got to give it to somebody. Oh, come on, girl. Oh, come on. <laughs> come on. Come on, Ricky. Come here. I need you to help me out. Come here. I need you to help me out. Get up here. Get up here. Get up here. I need everybody in the building. I need you to stand up on your feet. Stand up on your feet. We're, we're learning about Jesus, and we're learning how to, how, to, how to do things the right way, amen, in Christian church. But I'm a rapper, so I'm going to give you Rap 101. And this is very simple. This is the first thing that you'll ever learn when you become a rapper. I need you to put one hand up. One hand up. One, this is simple. I promise you this is simple. You do not need to go to SUM for three years to learn this. This is very simple. This is very simple. Now, look. You're going to go to your right like this. Bam. Don't hurt yourself. Don't hurt yourself. You, you're the wrong way, Ricky. Ricky, you're the wrong way, bro. You're the wrong way. <laughs> Come on, man. You're killing me. Now you're going to go to your left. Bam. Oh, Jesus. I just felt the Holy Ghost just then, dude. You ready? Now we're going to go back this way. Back this way. And then back again. And then back again. Come on, worship Jesus. Come on. Hallelujah. So that's all we're going to do. Can we do that? Can we do? Do, can you, do you think you can talk while you do this? So, so this is what I'm going to do. I'm gonna, you can stop just to teach you. I'm going to say something, and all I need you to do is repeat it. This is what we're going to say. Well, actually, call and response. I'm going to say, no matter what they say, and I need you to say, we won't stop. Can you do that? No matter what they say, the bigger, the harder they fall. 
Now, this is where it gets tricky. All I need you to say is, we won't stop. To the, and then all I need you to say is, till the king's on top. Till the king is on top. Amen? So we're going to start from the beginning. No matter what they say, the bigger, the harder they fall. We won't stop till the king's on top. We won't stop till the We got rappers in the building. Everybody, I'll have diplomas in the back. I'm right back there. They're in the form of a flyer that you can add me to your Facebook and Twitter, and that is your Rapper 101 Diploma. Amen? So we ready, baby. So you ready? You ready to help me out? You going to dance? You going to do a little jig? You got it? He's like, yeah. He's like, I'll figure it out. Come on, look up. Come on, look up. You from Miami? You got to be Southern. Come on, look up. So, yeah, we're going to have some fun. Amen? Amen. So on this one, all I need you to do is you're going to wave your hands. You're going to sing a little bit. If you want to jump, if you want to shake your right leg, just make sure that you do it in holiness. Hallelujah. Come on, y'all. So this is what we're going to do. Can you clap for a minute before we do this? This is rap 102. This is, this is the second one. You got to be on beat. Come on, we on beat now. This is a cool church. I like this. All of y'all on beat. Here we go, y'all. We won't stop till the king's on. I'm from the city where the party don't stop. At the bottom, but we sitting on top. Trail pan in my head. The clip of the gun, Day County, baby. You know the city where the Saints soak the rock. Catching the breeze, but it ain't New Orleans. Where them boys in the dark with the roof where the trunk be at. And got that damn boom bad bit. Sitting on two dozens. Pulling up to the church like what you thought we wasn't. I rock for him, man. Rapping for the cane, but it ain't the rubber band, man. Yeah, homie, the realest. And you don't need no hands to feel this. He is, was, and will be the cane. Sitting on top. Man, now everybody put your hands up No matter what they say The bigger, the harder they fall We won't stop to the We won't stop to the No matter what they say The bigger, the harder they fall We won't stop to the We won't stop to the See, my life was a mess. No direction, dog. And I ain't talking about map quests. Your boy was lost. Way more than the show. Bound head to toe and didn't know. Blind to my state. I didn't know salvation was free. Something like MySpace. To them folks locked the door. Then I had to make a quick stop. Like the mayor at store. Quick seeking jewels. A little dipping. I was set, buddy. Can't you tell? That your boy staying fresh to death because I just stepped up out of my prayer closet. Get it? Yeah, dog. I'm staying free. I could truly say that I be cleaning my white teeth. With the heart of a liar, man From the tribe of Judah, buddy, he got me shining I'm on point like kid He got amnesia, cause he don't remember what I did And yeah, it's true, I'm in love with a man But a man with more hang time than Jordan No matter what they say The bigger, the harder they fall We won't stop to the We won't stop to the No matter what they say The bigger, the harder they fall We won't stop to the We won't stop to the I want to challenge you, man. Whatever it is that God has told you to do, don't stop. Regardless if your friends don't understand, if your family rejects you, even if that one thing is the one thing that you keep failing at. Listen, your success is not defined by results. Noah preached 70 to 90 years in the time of the flood, and no one heeded to his call except his family. Yet the Bible says that he was successful. See, his success wasn't defined by results. His success was defined by his obedience and persistence not to stop. No matter what they say, the bigger the harder they fall. We won't stop to the. We won't stop to the. No matter what they say, the bigger the harder they fall.
we won't stop. If you believe this in your life, I need you to say this with me. I won't stop. Let me hear you. I won't stop. Come on, come on. I won't stop. Come on, come on. I won't stop. Let the devil hear you, y'all. See, when you're going through troubles, you need to tell yourself, I won't stop. Come on, y'all. When it seems like it's a little rough, it seems like you want to stop, I want you to tell yourself, I won't stop. Come on, come on. Come on, come on. Two more times. Now make some noise for Jesus, y'all. I see y'all in the back, man. Come grab some flyers. Let's connect outside the church, man. And let's change the generation for Jesus Christ. Amen. Come on. Praise the Lord. Let's give it up for Chino Life one more time as you're seated. Come on. Amen. Isn't that fun in church to do that? Oh, God is so good. You may be seated in the house of God. We just want to encourage all those who have a full-time call of God on their life to consider being a part of SUM. SUM Bible College has information in the back for you and as well down in the foyer coming in and out of the, uh, the elevator, sum.edu. And all the SUM students said amen. Amen. Let's open up our Bibles to Mark chapter 3, verse 3. I want to give you a message today on the call. Everybody say the call. Thank you. The call is coming from God today. Now, when we live in an age of cell phones and somebody calls you, what are you supposed to do? You're supposed to answer the call. So look at your neighbor and say, answer the call. Thank you very much. Answer the call. The question isn't whether or not God is calling you. He is calling you and you and you and you. The question is whether or not you're answering that call. Let's look at Mark chapter 3, verse 13. As we're looking in the scripture today, we see Jesus went up on a mountainside and called to him those he wanted, and they came to him. You see, he called, and what did they do? They came to him. Let's say that again. He, he called, and what did they do? They they came to him, thank you. He had to make a decision saying, I want you guys. And they had to make a decision saying, I want you. Jesus will not force you to do what he wants you to do. He's not going to possess you and get a hold of you and like make you come to the altar and bow your knee today and, and live for Jesus. But like when you're about ready to say a cuss word, he's not going to like, uh, you know, like take away your voice and say, no, you can't say that. God has given us all free will. Everybody say free will. Thank you. So he gives you a choice, and it's up to you. But these men of that time, he heard, they heard him call, and they came to him. Somebody say they came to him. Thank you very much. Verse 14, he appointed 12 that they might be with him and that he might send them out to preach and to have authority to drive out demons. The thing that you see here is the ones that he called became the 12 apostles, the founders of the church, the writers of the New Testament, the people we look at today. And if it wasn't for them, this church would have failed a long time ago. But 2,000 years later, without multimedia, without any major nation supporting it, the gospel was preached from person to person and many times under persecution for 300 years being burned alive because of these men and women we are here today can you say amen they were appointed 12 and what was the two main purposes they were called for number one it says that they might be with him somebody say be with Jesus thank you the most important thing you are here to do in life is be with Jesus
Jesus created you for fellowship with him. If you give your life to anything other than Jesus, you will feel empty on the inside. I love it the way one singer said, we all have a God-shaped hole inside of all of us, and only God can fill it. Some of you have tried education. You've tried success. You've tried going to a new job, taking on a different career, and you've noticed that nothing fills the hole, the void in your life, except God. You were created for fellowship. Fellowship is with your spirit and your soul before your God. The first thing is to be with Jesus. The second thing was to preach and cast out devils. I like to say it like this. They were there to know Jesus and make him known. Can you say that with me? Know Jesus and make him known. Thank you. Your job on this planet is to know Jesus and make him known. If you don't give Jesus to your family, you're failing as a parent. And I want that to settle in your heart today as you hear the rain come down. You don't give your family Jesus, you're failing them as a parent. Without Jesus, we are nothing. The Bible says, from dust you came, to dust you go. Your life is but a vapor, you blow out a candle on a birthday cake, you see the smoke go up, and then it vanishes. The Bible says that is your life. No man is promised tomorrow. If you don't give your family Jesus, you will not have eternity with your family. He said, I want you to be with me, and I want to send you out to preach. Preaching is to everybody that doesn't know Jesus. Starts with your family. My children came into this world not knowing Jesus. They're the first people I preach to. My next-door neighbors may not know Jesus, but I preach to them. The word preach means to proclaim. It doesn't mean to hold a microphone and be good-looking with spiky hair on Sundays. It means to be just like, oh, I pulled it out there. I know. Sorry. Um, Anyways. It's not about that, okay? It's about you going wherever you are and telling people, hey, God is good. How many believe that Jesus died on the cross for you? Say amen. How many believe he rose on the third day? Say amen. How many believe he ascended to heaven? Say amen. How many believe he sent the Holy Ghost on Pentecost? Say amen. How many believe he's coming back one day? Say yeah. How many know he loves a sinner? Say yeah. How many know he's with his church? Say, oh, yeah. yeah. Now, that's the gospel right there. And I was just preaching. I just got back from New Orleans. I was visiting my spiritual family up there. And by the way, they thought I was crazy when I did that, too. But we are here to preach the death, the burial, the resurrection, the Pentecost giving of the Spirit, and the second coming of Jesus Christ. That is the gospel we preach. Jesus loves you, has a plan for your life, is an easy way to sum it up to your friends. Or another way to say it is, where will you spend eternity? The big question is, where will you be when you die? These are ways you can preach, but Jesus appointed these 12 that they might be with him and send them out to preach. And just a little lanyap, something extra, which that means in Creole, a little something extra was a get to cast out devils how many would like to give the devil a good kick in the butt right now come on hasn't the devil been messing with you enough we are a kick devil butt generation don't act like you're too spiritual for that but how many know the devil brings all this affliction into your life and you would like to cast him out in jesus name And here you see, verse 16, the names of these disciples. Jesus knows your name, and he knew these men. These are the 12 he appointed. Simon, to whom he gave the name Peter. James, the son of Zebedee, and his brother John. To them he gave the name Barjonas, which means sons of thunder. Andrew, Philip, Bartholomew, Matthew, Thomas, James, son of Alphaeus, Thaddeus, Simon the Zealot, Judas Iscariot, who betrayed him. Jesus called out 12. And these 12 said, I'll come with you, Jesus. I'll walk where you walk. I'll go where you are. And I will share you wherever I go. 
The greatest thing I said before is when a parent teaches their children Jesus. My dad taught me how to pray on my knees next to my bed. And when I was a backslider, my mother prayed for me every day before I left school. And when I gave my heart back to Jesus, it was at a kitchen table in my, in my parents' house. And where I was filled with the Holy Ghost was at a living room couch. Can you say amen? You have to make a decision today. As for you and your house, you will serve the Lord. The number one priority is to know Jesus and make him known. Can you say amen? Amen. Let's look at these five things that God is calling us all to. Today you're not here by accident. If you're hearing my voice and you're in the land of the living, God is calling you today. The first thing he is calling you is to salvation. Matthew eleven twenty eight 28 gives us the call of salvation for everyone that will hear today. He said, come to me, all who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you shall find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Salvation is a rest for our souls. Do you know that you can't find peace at the grocery store and you can't buy it by the pound or the gallon and you can't drink it until all your problems go away? Many of us here today have had problems in life and we don't know where to turn, but Jesus says, come to me and I'll take those problems. For the others of us, we have sin, not just talking about the big sins, rape, murder, and pillaging and hurting children, but I'm talking about greed and selfish ambition to lie and to uh, swindle, to take things that don't belong to you, to lust after another man wife or someone you're not married to the Bible calls all of that sin as well and if you haven't sinned today the Bible says you're the worst of all sinners because you are a hypocrite so if you have admitted and know that you have sinned can you raise your hand look around to those who are not raising their hands those are the ones you need to look out for praise God welcome to a church where we've all sinned but here's the good news the good news for sinners like you and me is that we can be forgiven the best word that you can say to a sinner is repent. The best word you can say to a person who's in debt in their credit card is to say, ask for forgiveness and we will eliminate the debt. Imagine if American Express said to you, all you have to do is repent for all of the expenditures and I will forgive your debt. How many of you would be shouting hallelujah right now? You would be calling up MasterCard and Visa. I repent. I'm sorry for the Gucci. I'm sorry for what I got my kids at Christmas. I'm sorry. We forgive you. You'd, hallelujah. You'd be so excited. The best thing a sinner can hear today is repent. Jesus is saying to you, repent of your sin. Acknowledge your wrong and allow transformation to come. And there is a rest for your soul. Some of you might say, well, I'm a good person. I'll pray long enough. I'll read my Bible long enough. There are Franciscan monks that still have their sin in their life today because they can't be good enough. Jesus said to Nicodemus in John chapter 3, verse 3, no man can enter the kingdom of God unless he is born again. When Nicodemus heard that, he said, what do I have to do? Go back up into my mother's womb to be born? Just think about that for a moment. He said, do I have to crawl back into my mother's womb to be born? A scholar of the Jewish faith said it, not me. It's in the Bible. Don't look at me crazy. Jesus said back to that man, no, what's of the flesh is of the flesh, but what is of the spirit is of the spirit. What I say to you is spirit. Every single one of you were born into a life of flesh. You bear your parents' name. You bear their DNA into your physical body, and that makes you who you are today. Jesus is saying, be born again, again, but this time in your spirit. 
And there's a rest that comes when we get this illustration from farmers. They would take two oxen and the yoke would be the wooden platform that they would come under and it would sit on them and they would pull the plow behind them. And, and to avoid two oxen getting tired at the same time, they would always take a strong oxen with a tired oxen and they would rotate them back and forth so that one could rest and one could bear the strength. Jesus is saying he, he knows you cannot carry your sin. You can't carry your troubles. You can't do it on your own. But he says, take my yoke upon you. He says, learn of me and you will find rest for your souls. And today I want to call every person to salvation on behalf of Jesus Christ. If you are carrying your own life, if you think by your own good works you can be saved, I call you to Jesus Christ who will carry your burdens for you. Repent of your sin. Ask the Lord for forgiveness and he will be good to you. Amen. Amen. The second thing that he's calling us to is discipleship. Everybody say discipleship. Thank you. Turn with me to Matthew 16, 24. You are not here just to say, I'm saved. I can go do whatever I want now. That would be like me saying to my wife, I'm glad we're married because I want to start dating other women. Women, would that work? Women are so shy today. Women, yes or no, will that work? Okay, if my wife would he was here, she'd be like, no. It will not work. Sometimes people say, well, I'm a Christian now. I'm forgiven. I can do whatever I want. That is not a Christian. You can call that whatever you want. You can say, well, that's what they taught me in my mama's church. But listen to me. They weren't listening to Jesus in your mama's church. You came to a church where they talk about Jesus here. Can somebody say amen for Jesus? Look at the verse 16, chapter 24. Not to be offensive, but truth is good if you love it. Here it is. Then Jesus said to his disciples, whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves, take up their cross, and follow me. Whoever wants to save their life will lose it, but whoever loses their life for me will find it. You want to follow Jesus today? Deny yourself. Put Jesus before everything you do. It's not your way and Jesus' way. It's not like Frank Sinatra. As I heard the guy playing in the Italian bar Friday night as I was taking my brother out for some good Chicago pizza, singing Frank Sinatra, I did it my way. You will take your way to the highway to hell. You all remember ACDC? Highway to hell. That's where you're headed. Your way is the highway to hell. The Bible says there's a way that seems right to a man, but in the end there is death. He is saying, deny yourself. Sometimes we like to say, Jesus is my co-pilot. You know, Jesus, come on, let's just go through life together. I'm driving the wheel. You know, you know and Jesus, sometime every now and then you just take the wheel. You heard that song, Jesus, take the wheel. Your life is not with you and Jesus like talking about MapQuest. Where should we go, Jesus, left or right? Do you want to go to McDonald's or Burger King? This is what your life is. Your life is handing Jesus the keys, popping the trunk, getting in the back, shutting the trunk, and shouting out through the keyhole, take me wherever you want, Jesus, because you're my Lord and Savior, and I'm here to follow you and deny myself. We don't pick jobs based on what we want. We don't pick our wives or husbands based on what we want. And we sure enough don't raise our children by Oprah Winfrey and what we see on television. We deny ourselves and do it God's way. He's the creator. He knows the best way. And if he gave it to us, we follow it. They weren't suggestions. They're called commandments. And the Bible says if you and I keep them, long will be our life and blessed upon this earth. If you want to be blessed, can you say amen? And then he says, take up your cross. This would be the execution of that day. So today it would be like, take up your lethal injection and follow me. That doesn't sound like seven steps to success and how you can be a millionaire and still love Jesus. 
The Bible is not your home and garden addition to success in life. Jesus is not promising you a new car and a raise and that you will walk down the yellow brick road sniffing daisies all on your way to heaven. As a matter of fact, the Bible says being a Christian may cost you losing some of your friends and family and jobs. And when you're going through those times and you feel like you're dying, you're actually to carry a cross with you, a lethal injection. And when your flesh says, I want to quit, you put it to death. And when you want to sin and turn your back on God and lust and become angry with your family and you're about ready to lose your temper, you're supposed to take that lethal injection and put your flesh to death. The Bible says offer up your bodies as living sacrifices unto God which is holy and pleasing which is your reasonable, it's reasonable act of worship. Look at your neighbor and say get sizzling. Who's, who's going on the altar today? It's me. It's you. We're going on the altar of God, and we're saying, God, consume me. And then lastly, what did he say? He said, follow me. I've denied myself. I'm in the trunk. It's all about him. I'm crucifying my flesh as I complain, uh, as, I, as I crucify my complaints that it's not my way, and then I just follow him through life. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He leadeth me beside quiet pastures, still waters which restore my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. He leads me in paths of righteousness. Well, I don't know what decision to take. You pray, God, what should I do with this business account? Lord, what should I do with my children? The Bible says he leads you in righteousness. Righteousness is doing the right thing at the right time. And why does he want you righteous? For his name's sake. He doesn't want anybody out there that calls themselves a Christian living like the devil. I would disgrace my family as a Wyrostic if I became a murderer known on TV for my disgusting sin. He has his name written on you. You say with your mouth you're a Christian to your friends. You showed up on Christmas and Easter. That's what makes you a priester. And you even came today. So the world is watching you. Don't blaspheme his name. Be led into righteousness for his name's sake so that when people look at you, they don't say, oh, really you're a Christian I never knew but they look at you and say you got to be a Christian you happy you smiling I'm here spitting on you and yelling and cheating on you but you still love me I was I had a hit and run situation uh, no, excuse me I was backing my car in and I hit the car and I had to go somewhere and I said man I hit this car you know how they leave you so close in there man it was totally their fault and he's you like backing in and out. That's what I wanted to do, but I didn't. So I hit him, and before I ran off, you know what I did? I left a little card. Hey, this is Joe. This is my number. Call me. We'll fix the little scratch. The person called me up, and it's like, is this Joe? It was a lady. He's like, this Joe? And I'm like, yes. Did you really leave your number for me to call you? And I'm like, yes. She says, that is so unbelievable. No one has ever done that. My whole car is dented up, and no one has ever left their information. How many know what I'm talking about? Say amen. amen. I walk out to my car all the time, and I go, oh, well, somebody hit it again. I'm so serious, but I said, I cannot live a life without pleasing God. I don't want to do what he doesn't do. I want to do what he does do. And lastly, it says, whoever wants to save their life will lose it. But whoever loses their life for me will find it. Think of it like this. Jonathan Edwards said in the sermon, Sinners of the Hands of an Angry God, this is what he said. If man tries to save his own life, he lives a life, say, of good deeds. He helps his family. He pays his taxes, maybe even goes to church. On the day of judgment, God will say, Is your name written in the book of life? Because he's not born again, he has not done it God's way. 
He will be rejected and cast into an everlasting lake of fire, which is called a bottomless pit. Jonathan Edwards said at that moment the man is thrown into the bottomless pit. He will then try to save himself from falling, as you and I would if we were falling. He says, Jonathan, Jonathan Edwards says, the man will begin to grasp at the air, and it will not save him as he continues to fall, and the air around him will not stop his fall. Listen to me. You will face judgment one day. And when God says to you, I do not know you, you cannot save your life no more than a man falling, grabbing onto air. You can't save yourself, friends. You could say, well, I went to church. Well, I did good. No more than air can hold a man falling. That's what, that's what Jonathan Edwards gave a picture to his people. So what does the Bible say to do? Lose your life now that you may have eternal life. Admit that you're not the boss. You didn't put yourself on this planet, and you didn't fling up there two trillion stars, okay? You don't got it all figured out with your cantaloupe-sized brain. Man, humble yourself under the mighty hand of God that in due season he may lift you up for for God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Somebody say amen. Praise God. Thank you. The next one is a call to holiness. After you've been saved, you've been called to be a disciple. God is asking you to live a life above the norm. He's asking you to live a life of holiness. Everybody say holiness. The word holiness means to be separated from sin. I'm not saying that I'm perfect, but what I'm saying is I'm separating myself from sin. If this was sin, I'm getting as far away as I can from it. Joe, have you ever sinned the sin of lust since you've been saved? Yes, I have looked at a woman I wasn't married to and I've lusted. But from those days, I am further from that sin than I ever was. Joe, have you ever lost your temper since you were a Christian? Yes, this morning in the car. No, I'm kidding. But yes, I've lost my temper. How many people have lost their temper as a Christian? Okay, but I'm getting further from that attitude. Are you going closer to Christ and further from your sin? Or are you trying to take your sin with you wherever you go? Well, Jesus loves me and he loves my sin too. And he'll forgive me because he loves me. And that's why I'll just sin as much as I want because he loves me. No, the Bible says repent of your sin. You're facing in this direction. You're with your sin. Repentance, re, means to return. Penance is penance, to be sorry for what you did. You say, I'm sorry for this. You turn 180. Penance, I won't do it again. And you walk forward with Jesus. That's holiness, to be separate. Look what Jesus said to the Jews that believed in him. If you hold to my teachings, you are really my disciples. Then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. And further down, Jesus replied, Verily, verily, I tell you, everyone who sins is a slave to sin. Now a slave has no permanent place in the family, but a son belongs to it forever. So if the son sets you free, you will be free indeed. I don't want to be a slave in the house of God, a slave to my sin and just getting forgiveness every day. I don't want to live like a slave when I'm a child of the king or a daughter of the king, ladies. Live like the son that God made you to be and let him set you free and you'll never be bound up again. Let me give you an example with one of our handsome soldiers right here. My brother Nick, would you come forward, please? Come on, let's give it up for Nick Eldridge as he comes. Hoorah. Now, how many, have, how many have one of these shiny things in your wallet today, a credit card or something like it, bank card? Okay, the one's not raising your hands. You, want, you, know, you don't want to hang out with those guys. Okay, I have no money. They're going to borrow everything from you. How many have one? Let's pay attention. How many have one? There we go. Okay, thanks for participating. Okay, 
This is money, and we're supposed to take good stewardship of this. Just for an example, okay, he's an awesome guy. You'll never do anything like this. Let's say Nick tried to take the money. Go and just try to take the money. Okay, be easy. I don't want you to hurt me. Make me look bad, okay? It would be really bad. If you pull me forward and I fall down, I'll be embarrassed. So pull a little bit lighter. We didn't work this out beforehand, by the way. Boom. I ain't going to let go of it. I'm like, you ain't going to have my money, son. Boom. Now, who's got a Bible? Can I see a Bible right here? Now, why is it we'll hold on to our money? We wouldn't let anybody walk into our house. We wouldn't let a thief just come in. Hey, I'm a thief. Can I have your money? Hold on to the teachings. But we'll have a, a young lady say to us, men, just have sex with me. We love each other. It's okay. And then we just let go of the teachings. Jesus said, hold to the teachings. We'll let somebody come up to us and go, oh, you don't have to go to church on Sunday, man. Oh, you went last month. Come on. And we let go of the teachings. The Bible says if you are a disciple, hold to the teachings. Come on, let's get a tug of war for them, baby. Let's sweat. Let's get dirty more. I ain't playing with you now. I'm serious. Pull. Pull like you pretended. There we go. I went, oh, okay, there you go. I give it up for him, man. I thought we were going to wrestle up here, be throwing each other around. I got excited. Get a little arrow on the hands, baby. That's okay. Everybody say hold to the teachings. Say it again like you mean it. Say, hold to the teachings. Look at your other neighbor and say, hold on. Look to your other neighbor and say, hold on. Jesus is calling us to hold on to the teachings of Jesus Christ. People say to me, Pastor, how can I live holy? You live holy the opposite of the way you lived unholy. Let me give you an example. Nobody made you put a beer in your hand. You put the own beer in your hand and you drank it. Are you listening? Now you put a Bible in your hand and read the Bible. You following me? Look at your neighbor and say, this is for you. Okay, how do you keep your mouth right? The same way that you used to curse and say bad things, you use the same tongue and you say, I love you and I forgive you. Amen? Holiness is not God taking you over and becoming a zombie for God. It's you using the same body and same mind, same words that you used to sin that you now live for Jesus Christ. And some of you like to say right about this time, but... And people like to put out their big old butts. Somebody say, big old butts. Got to get out the church. You see, when I begin to say, Pastor, I begin to say, let's live without sin, people say, but, Pastor, you don't understand. I love my sin and I just can't quit it. If you love Jesus more, you will hate your sin more. The more you love Jesus is the more you'll hate your sin. But, but Pastor, I just can't stop looking at the computer. BigHooters.com calls my name in the middle of the night. What you do, sir, is you put your computer in your baby girl's bedroom with your wife's password on it, and you don't get in that room and do sick and perverted things because you think about your daughter, and that's somebody else's daughter. You live holy. It gets quiet when I preach like that. I'll just get a little southern. But, Pastor, I need to drink beer when I watch the game. Just need to drink a beer. What you need to do is bring me with you when you want to drink a beer and let me slap you upside your head every time you want to drink a beer and we'll see how long you'll take me slapping you upside your head because the Bible says wine is a mocker, beer is a brawler. Those who are deceived by such are not wise. We might as well bruise you up now before you bruise yourself up to the toilet as you're puking your brains out. Are you listening? Holiness is not hard. Holiness is a decision of the heart. It's when you say, I will hold on. 
And then the Bible says you know the truth. Every one of you knows the truth. You've been in situations. The Bible says lead me not into temptation. You'll be in that situation and God will say, no, no, don't do that. Do this. Or guys at the checkout counter. No, don't, don't look at Cosmopolitan. Look at the candy bar section. Amen. Come on. You all follow me here? No, give your tithe. Don't look at all your bills yet. Give your tithe and be faithful to the Lord. The next thing and the last thing that I want to talk to, uh, second to last thing is a call to ministry. Can you say a call to ministry? Turn with me to Matthew chapter 28, verse 16. One of our favorite scriptures in the Bible, it says, Then the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain where Jesus had them to go. And then when they had worshipped and some doubted, Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Is Jesus in a wrestling WWF uh, match with the devil? No, Jesus pimp slapped the devil out of heaven, fell like lightning. Amen? And now he says all authority is his for us to rule and reign on this earth and to bring his kingdom. Look at it. Therefore, go. Everybody say go. Therefore, go, thank you, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you. Surely I'm with you always to the end of the age. Give me just about 20 more seconds. I lied. About five more minutes. Amen. Just look at your neighbor and say, pray for him. You're called to salvation. You are called to discipleship. You are called to holiness. And you are called to be a minister of God. If you don't go from here and tell others, they won't know. If we don't go, they won't know. Come on. If we don't go, they won't. Come on. If we don't go, they won't know. Come on. There it is. If you don't go, they won't know. Sometimes I talk to new believers and they say, Pastor, my life is so messed up. Nobody's a Christian. You know why nobody's a Christian but you? It's because God brought you there to be the light so that they could hear the truth. Some of you say, Pastor, I'm the only one in my family. Nobody else wants it. They think I'm crazy. First of all, they thought you were crazy before, so that doesn't mean anything. But the second thing is, is you are there to be a witness to them. God is calling us to go outside of these walls. It's a church not until, a church is not a church until it does what the church was commanded to do. The church wasn't commanded to have, you know, just good services. It wasn't commanded just to have big buildings with pretty, you know, pictures of our Savior and of his disciples. His first command to the church was to go. Can you stand to your feet as you say amen? If you want to take notes to this last one, would you please turn with me to Ephesians 4, verse 11. Ben, would you come please? Ephesians 4.11 is our last point today. You are called to salvation. You are called to discipleship, holiness, ministry. And lastly, you are called to the fivefold ministry. Some of you, some of you here have a very special call upon your life. And that's why we did this for SUM. It says, so Christ gave the church apostles. Everybody say apostles. Thank you. Somebody say prophets. Amen. Evangelists, pastors, and teachers. Thank you. Verse 12, to equip his people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith. Can somebody say unity? Thank you. And in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature. Somebody say mature. Come on, say mature. Thank you. Attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. Five-fold ministry. Apostles, you know what they do? They start churches. Prophets, they get words from God and guide the church. Every believer can speak in tongues and prophesy, but it's the prophets who guide the church in a very special way. My wife has that gift. 
Others here are learning that gift. Apostles, prophets. The Bible then says evangelists. These are like Chino who are going around the world sharing the gospel, preaching. Then the Bible says pastors, people who work in local congregations and oversee the ministry. And then lastly, teachers, those who teach. When you look at this five-fold ministry, I like to think of it like this. A fist knocking out the devil. Y'all think I'm crazy? Can we do that on Memorial Day? Can we just go like this and punch out the devil? How many just want to knock the devil out? How many think he's just getting away with too much right now? He is. He's getting away with too much, y'all. Some of you don't understand that. You don't understand the spiritual realm. But uh, he's getting away with too much right now. You make a fivefold boom. And you know what the, the Bible says we're here to do? Those select few of us who are called to the fivefold ministry, we're here to give you a job to do. It says to prepare God's people for works of service. Pastor Joe asks us to do a whole lot in the church. That's right, because I love you. If you go to a church and they don't ask you to do a whole lot, they don't love you. If they go, hey, we're the priests, we got it here, no more robes, we're done. Go to another church. The idea of priesthood and laity is a myth. I stand on the same ground as you do. I only stand up here so everybody can see me. I'm speaking with the mic because not everybody can hear that. So I use this and it goes into the webcast. But guess what? When I go home, it's not like the angels meet me there. <laughs> Joe, welcome home. You are the pastor of a church. <laughs> what can we do for you, mighty man of God? Please get me some pizza out the refrigerator from last night. <laughs> I mean, come on. My job is to make sure you have a job. That's it. We're all doing it. I'm saved. I'm called to be a disciple. Holy. I'm in ministry. We're all the same up to this point. But the only difference is what I'm supposed to do is while you guys go to work for 40 hours, build bridges, change lives, work as policemen, nurses, teachers, I'm supposed to go and study this Bible to give you assignments to serve God. Why? So that we can all be built up and not be that weak, pansy, flimsy church anymore, but a strong church that can go out to the west side and make a difference, that can go to the high schools and touch young people's lives. It broke my heart this weekend as I checked the, uh, the news on my phone, and you know how it is. The weather gets good, the streets get bad, and I looked and saw on the news at least five different shootings in all different communities from Ashland to the south side, and I said to myself, God, we when will Chicago change? And God said back to me, when they do what I told them to do. He's calling. Are we picking up? The Bible talks about many are called, but few are chosen. Today, you're all hearing the call, but will you be chosen? You know how you know if you're chosen? If you show up. Let me explain it to you. Let's say today we were all going to go out wakeboarding. Let's say it wasn't crazy stormy weather looking like it's 10 o'clock at night outside and we could actually go out and celebrate Memorial Day weekend, okay? Let's pretend we're in Miami, man, okay? So I call you up. I call you. I say, let's go wakeboarding, dude, for sure, hitting waves. Let's do it, man. And then you say, I don't want to come. And I show up on the boat, you're not there. Guess what? I can't choose you to be next to get on the wakeboard. Basketball, soccer, same thing. Hey, you guys want to play a game? 
knitting mani patties. I don't know what ladies do. Okay, follow me through this. Okay, I'm going to get mani patties. I'm calling you. You're not chosen. Okay, listen, you call up to do something. If the people don't come, they're not chosen. We can't pick you on the team if you didn't show up at the, uh, the baseball diamond or the basketball court. We can't put you on the wakeboard if you didn't show up at the dock. Is everybody tracking? The beginning, I read you a story. Jesus said he called to those, called to him those he wanted, and they came. Here's what you have to do. You got to come to Jesus now. In those five areas, he's calling you by the word of God. The Bible says the word of God is living and active today, speaking to all of us, and he's calling you. Now, what do I think he's calling us to do? I think he's calling us to whoop on the devil and tear this mamma jamma up. How many watched the movie 300? Okay, how many were kind of scared, man, you know? Children, if you're women, if you're squeamish, children, you know, be careful. But 300, how many know what I'm talking about? Here is where we fight, and here is where they die. That's my imitation of Leonidas. Ripped, man. How many men want to look like that? Let's just give it real. Come on. How many ladies want a man like that? Oh, yeah. Are you like a man with muscle? I got muscle instead of that little. No, I'm kidding. So we, we, we got to think about this here. The Bible says David. I want to put a David picture up there, but the thing is all these cartoon characters of David made him look flimsy, white hair and blue eye. I don't know why David looks like that. You know what I'm saying? It didn't look right. This is what David looked like in his mighty army. And the Bible says that those men were fighting men because they were chosen to fight with the Lord's army. When David was just a young man and the Goliath came out there, all the other men were afraid by, the, by their little camp. And they're saying, I'm not going to go out there, David. You know, Goliath scares me. And that little boy, he went out there. And the Bible doesn't just say he stood far back with his slingshot. The Bible says he ran at the devil, ran at Goliath, boom, knocked him out. But listen, he wasn't dead. That just knocked him out. You know what David had to do? He had to take his own sword, Goliath, his own sword, cut off his head, raise his up, and say, charge against the Philistines. I want to be that in the spirit. Come on, some of you shy, quiet women, quick, you know, just petite. You need to be radical for Jesus. This is how you need to look in the spirit, ladies. Come on. Here it is, God said. He said, I'm calling but are you chosen? Here's how it was. In the Roman army, very similar to the Spartans, they would come to the town in a village and they would call out all the men of age. This is where Jesus is saying comes from. Man, you're called, but few are chosen. He would call out all those men. The general of the Roman army, you know, whoever was there, sergeant, he would say, call in all the men. Come, come. And then there would be tryouts and they would begin to fight and then they would choose the best of them. Are you tracking with me right here? Does God love the whole world? Yes. Is he calling the whole world? Yes, he's calling all of them. But who is he choosing? The ones that are coming and fighting. The ones that are giving it their all, laying their lives down for Jesus. He's saying to you today, I'm calling and I'm asking you, are you coming? Look at these five things. He's calling you to salvation. Are you going to come and confess your sins and get right with God? Altar workers, come quickly, please. He's calling you to discipleship, but will you come and surrender your life to Jesus and give it all? He's calling you to holiness. Will you separate from this world and pursue righteousness? Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. He's calling you to ministry. Will you follow Jesus and serve him? Will 
wherever he leads. And he's calling some of you to be radical fivefold ministers. Will you come and be trained and work the work of God? Let's pray. Father, we thank you today. It's Memorial Day. We remember our soldiers. But we're asking you, God, to raise up soldiers in the house of God today. Lord, we hear you calling us. And I pray, God, that you will answer the call, that we will answer the call. Every head bowed and eyes closed. I'm going to begin to pray for you today. And as I begin to pray for you, I want you to hear me. And then come and respond as it's for you. So I'm going to pray. And then if what I'm talking about is for you, would you begin to come? Band, just start to sing even now. I'm going to pray right now for those that need salvation. Come to these altar workers if you need to confess your sin. God, we pray for those who don't know you. Come on, we got time to pray today. If you don't know the Lord, you need to come forward today. If you're not right with God, you need to come forward. If you want to be a disciple, who's a disciple here today and you want to live for God, come forward. Stop the music. Let's stop praying. Everybody look up at me. You're not getting this. I tried to do it cool, but we're going to do it hard. I'm going to say five different things that y'all need to get prayer for today. When I say those five things, you come. At the end of those five things, if you have not come, you're not doing what God is asking you to do. Start again. You need either salvation, you need discipleship, you need to work on holiness, you need to work in the ministry, or you need to be called to fivefold ministry. If that does not include you here today, my friend, you're at the wrong church. I want this service to be a service where we pray for every person. I don't do this every time, but I want to pray for every person. I don't care if we have to line up till 3 in the afternoon. Let us pray for you. Band, come on, keep singing. Let's go. Those who need salvation, you need to come. Those who need salvation, would you come, please? Jesus, we pray for souls to be saved. Souls. Discipleship. Those that want discipleship, would you come? You can come in any order, but I'm praying for you. Disciples. I pray this church raises disciples for the Lord. Hallelujah. Holiness. If you need holiness, you need to turn from your sin. Come on, if you need to turn from sin, holiness is for you today. If you want to serve God in ministry, begin to come. We're going to pray for every person who wants to serve God in ministry. Lord, raise up ministers here. Raise up on fire ministers here, God. If you have a call of God on your life, you want to change the world, come forward. Now that we're praying, let's worship and seek after God. We'll dismiss in just a moment, but let's go after God. Come on. Jesus.
We're still waiting for others. Come. It's okay if you have to wait at the altars. Let us pray for everyone here. Let us pray for you to fulfill the God-given call on your life. Set a fire on us, Jesus. We don't want to just leave this place the same way we came. We want to be changed. Come on, just the voices in the keyboard. Come on, set a fire. Let's keep praying. The Bible says there's a house of prayer in the church where we pray for the nations. Come on, keyboards. Come on, singers. Help lead us. We're going to pray today for everybody. If you're still waiting to come, come to these altars. Everyone God is calling, but will you come? God is calling everyone. Will you come? Come on, will you come? Will you come? Jesus is calling everybody. Come on, man. He's calling everybody. I pray for those still waiting to come. As you're in the aisles, just raise your hands and worship. You can open your eyes and we'll let you know when we'll pray. But come on, just worship. He's here today. He's here today. Jesus. 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 For those of you waiting, just line up right here. I'm going to start praying for you. Come on, quickly, line up right here. And then line up around here. I'm going to pray for you. Come on, let's do it right here. Thank you. God bless you. And line up, ladies. Can we go right there? Just keep walking. Thank you. Right here. Woo! Come on, just raise up your hands. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, girl, raise up your hands today. Jesus, do it. Do it, Jesus. Do it, Jesus. Do it, Jesus. Do it, Jesus. Call him, Lord. Call him, Jesus. Call him, Jesus. Whatever God is calling you to do, just say, I'm answering. Just say, I want to be saved. If he's saved. Jesus oh we love you we love you we love you Jesus fire oh God she's answering the call she's answering the call hallelujah 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 God let her answer the call you have on her life Jesus Woo! fire Jesus more Lord of your glory Use Trisha, Lord, and Agnes. Bless them, Jesus. Oh, just let them know what you're answering today. Use them, God. Use them, God. Use them, Jesus. Use them, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Set a fire. Glory, glory, glory. God bless you. Let's answer the call today. 
Let's answer the call. Come on, we're asking. Jesus. How many feel his presence? Come on, just keep worshiping if you do. If you don't, just get to the front. We'll just have somebody lay hands on you who does. We don't want to be normal. Come on. We want to be above the norm. We don't want to be a church that talks about it. We want to be a church that doesn't. I want to hear the call of God and answer. I want to give you a few moments in the quietness of your heart before we dismiss today. And thank you for your patience and being radical. Come on, this is it. But I want to give you a few moments just between you and God right now to, to solidify it. Those getting prayed for, just keep praying. But it was at an altar call like this that I was called to be a church planner 15 years ago. Some of you, God may be calling into ministry. It was at an altar call like this that Adam said he, he would be a youth pastor. Altar call like this that, that people said they'll start life groups or go be evangelists. I'm going to stop talking in just a moment as the keyboard plays, but let God talk to you today. He's calling you to great things. And you got to answer that call. Just let Him talk to you right now for the next few moments. heart that God is speaking to some of you here that that he's calling you to put your home in order maybe you haven't done Bible studies in your home before and that that word I said at the beginning about reaching your family that's for some of you right here let God speak that to you maybe it's devotions at the dinner table or something God's going to give you how to do that if you need help join us life group we'll show you hallelujah keep speaking Jesus Hallelujah. 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 Jesus. We're going to take a few moments just to wait on Jesus. You don't need a preacher. You just need Jesus. We're going to wait on you, Lord. Come on, when he calls, pick up. like so cliche for us but man I keep hearing missions all up in my heart right now I don't know if some of you are supposed to give to missions 
or where it's at, but I just feel a burden for missions right now. Some of you called to missions, mission trips. But if you're feeling that burning for missions, that is God right now. Because I feel it in my spirit that he is just putting that all over some of you right now. To get your mind just off of this world that we live in, this you know middle class world, but to look to the world around you. Hallelujah. Jesus. Jesus. Hallelujah. I just want to read this from Isaiah before we close out today. I know many of you are being touched and being prayed for. But I just want you to hear what God spoke to Isaiah. When Isaiah saw the Lord high and lifted up in Isaiah chapter 6, Isaiah heard the Lord speak these words. Isaiah heard the Lord call out his voice. Uh, sister, can you just hold on with that right there? Just help my sister. I'll just Somebody by here, my wife, just help her. God bless you. I know God's touching you, but I need to have people's attention here. God bless you. We love you. We know you're, we know you're doing your best, okay? Jesus. When, when God was speaking to Isaiah in Isaiah 6, this is what he saw. The Lord said, whom shall I send and who will go for us? Imagine, imagine that. You're in the presence of God. You see the glory of the Lord Isaiah. He's blown away by the majesty of God. And can you imagine that in that place, God is asking man for assistance. Now, we know God is all-powerful. God can do all things. But God chose to work through men. So when God wants something done, he calls one of us up. He called up Abraham. He called up Moses. He always uses people. Last time I checked, I don't see preachers that look like angels. He sees the Lord. And the Lord says, who will go for us? And Isaiah says back, here I am. Send me. I'll go. Would you just take a few moments before you go today to hear the voice of the Lord calling you? Let him speak his word to your heart one more time. If some of you haven't heard his voice yet, say what uh, Ellie told Samuel to do. Say, here I am, Lord, your servant listening. Speak to me. If you haven't heard his voice yet, he will. Come on, just say, speak to me, Lord. Here is your servant. I'm listening. And those of you who are hearing the Lord speak, just let him know, I will go, God. I will go where you send me. I will do what you ask me to do. Oh, just right now, you and him, right now. Right now, God, do it, Lord. Raise up Isaiah's in this place. Raise up Isaiah's, Lord. Holy people dedicated to you. In the name of Jesus. We're going to sing just a fast song in closing. I'm going to dismiss you now. If you want to stay, you can sing it because we're going to celebrate that God's stirring up deep, deep waters in us. And if he says go to the right, we're going to go to the right. If he says go to the left, we're going to go to the left. Father, we thank you for today's service. We ask you to bless every one of us here. God, we pray that those who have heard the call will heed it every day of their life. In Jesus' name. And everybody said... 
Amen. God bless you. Give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Come on. You know you're radical if you're still here right now. We're going to close out with this song. If you want to dance and rejoice, you can. Otherwise, the cafe is out there. Chino's in the back. We'll see you next week. God bless you. Let's get some of the youth to come on stage. And they're going to teach the adults how to do it. Let's get Brian, some of the young people, come on the stage. Come on. <laughs> come on, come on. Now face the people. There you go. We're going to get on stage. If you want to come on stage, come on. Come on, come on stage. Don't be ashamed. Don't be embarrassed. Stir it up deep, deep walk. Do you guys want to come? Come on. Come on. The Deep cries out to deep cries out to deep cries out to deep cries out to deep cries Come on! Oh yeah! Do we cry out to? If he goes to the right, come on! Do we go to the left? He goes to the right. We go to the right. Jump, 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 jump in the river. If he goes to the left, if he goes to the left, and if he goes to the right, then we go to the Gonna dance, 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 dance in the river. Some of y'all watching, you should do this. Come on, do it. And if he goes to the right, if he goes to the right, dance, 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 dance in the river. Deep cries out to deep cries out to deep cries out to deep cries out Come on, give them praise. Hallelujah. Wow, that was awesome. Come on, Rosa was dancing for Jesus.